Arwen looked at her reflection in the mirror. This was an actual mirror, a plain, flat piece of glass that showed her reflection. Her real reflection. Not the her from another world, but just her. She was looking at the scar that was forming above her right eyebrow, remnants of the car crash in Eden. It wasn't that bad, considering she had fallen lord knows how far after ramming into a tree going god knows how fast. The Eden doctors had fixed her up pretty good, even if they had just done it so they could preserve her better. Arwen found that she was no longer just looking at the scar, but she was studying her face. It felt weird, like when you say a word too many times in a row and it starts to sound made up. She had seen herself reflected in the hall a myriad of times and in a myriad of ways, but to come face to face with herself, and a version of herself that was so like her. What makes us us, she wondered. Carly was a different person, and yet there was something about her that was so distinctly Arwen. It had to go beyond the physical, for while Carly had been nearly identical, many of the images Arwen had seen in the hall mirrors were not the same. They were different enough that they would not be confused, and yet this is what the hall chose to show her. Those reflections were who the hall deemed similar enough to her to show up in the floating orbs. But we are different. She held on to that. Lilith had decided it didn't matter, that all versions of the same person might as well be that person, but that was wrong. Each had their own thoughts, memories, lives, dreams. They were unique, even if they were the same. Arwen tore herself from her reflection. It wasn't doing her any good to dwell on these thoughts. She walked through the door in front of her, and as she did so, the room she had just been in vanished, leaving behind the endless sea of stars that was the Hall of Mirrors. Feeling better? Strider asked. He was perusing the worlds as usual. A bit, said Arwen, though a shower can only do so much. Cognitive hangovers are not kind. Strider laughed. Cognitive hangover? Where'd you hear that one? Came up with it myself. Like it? Unfortunately, I do. I wish I would have thought of it. You can't be the only clever one. I usually am. Yeah, well, now you've got me, said Arwen, hopping onto the couch that appeared in front of her. How are things? Well, he's still around, so that's encouraging, said Strider. He nodded towards an orb that was floating nearby. It contained his reflection, the copy of him they had found in Eden. Keeping a close eye on him? Close as I can. Isn't it dangerous to leave him like that? asked Arwen. I mean, if he disappears from that orb, then by the time I enter the world it will be too late, yes, said Strider. But rather than staying there and waiting for my killer to show up, which, by the way, he may never do, it seems a bit more productive to keep the search going. Besides, I have a warning system in place. You do? asked Arwen. Strider nodded. One good thing to come out of Eden was the multiversal monitoring technology. You mean what they used to find and kidnap people? It's been repurposed, said Strider defensively. I'm not messing with his memories or anything like that. I'm just monitoring his vitals. If his adrenaline spikes, then we can pop over and save him. I have a feeling that's going to lead to a lot of false alarms, said Arwen. Roller coasters, scary movies, going for a jog. I'd rather show up and not need to be there than miss the event entirely. Fair enough, said Arwen. She was quiet as Strider resumed his searching. An orb drifted down, not from the wall and mirrors in front of him. You again, said Strider, waving the orb away. What is that, said Arwen. Nothing to worry about, said Strider. Shoo! He flicked his hand towards the reflective ball, but it didn't leave. It actually moved towards him. Quickly, faster than Arwen had ever seen one of the orbs move before. It struck him in the chest and he vanished. Strider, Arwen shouted, 
Without thinking, she was on her feet. The orb started to drift away. If it joined the other, she might not ever find it again. She leapt forward, her fingers barely grazing the ball of light, and then everything went black. Hall of Mirrors, Episode 6, Dark Side of the Sun. Strider, Arwen whispered. She was somewhere, but she could not see, for all was darkness. Beneath her, she felt ground, so she guessed she was no longer in the hall. She took a step forward and heard the crunching of dirt. Strider, she said again. I'm here, detective, came a voice from the darkness. Where are we? I wish I knew, Strider returned. Stay put, I'm coming towards you. Okay, said Arwen. She heard footsteps. Well, don't stop talking, detective. I have to be able to find you. Right, sorry, I'm over here. Don't you have a light or something? A cell phone, maybe? That died a week ago, Arwen said. I figured I didn't need it. I don't think alternate dimensions are covered in my roaming. What did you say? It was a joke. Roaming networks. No, said Strider. Alternate dimensions. Aha! Hey, watch your hands. My apologies, detective. Well, I'm here now, and I think you might be onto something. This world doesn't seem quite right. How do you mean? Well, for one, it chose me. Attacked me, rather. You think the hall would protect against that kind of thing. It also smells funny. Arwen took a deep breath. It doesn't smell like anything. Exactly. Isn't that funny to you? Also, it's very dark. Stupidly dark. Arwen looked up, or at least what she thought was up. There weren't even stars in the sky. But there was something. There, she said. Do you see that? Strider turned, or she supposed he did. He heard him move, but could not see him. I do, he said. Interesting. It was a faint light, or it looked like a light, only it did not shine the way most lights do, with the edges blurring as it dissipated from the source. No, this was solid, just a thin white line, like a cat hair on black felt. Let's investigate, Strider said. Arwen felt his hand close around hers. They started forward. Easy now, she said. We can't see anything. Don't worry, detective. I'll take it nice and slow. Oh! Strider suddenly appeared as he fell forward, dragging Arwen with him. They landed in a heap and struggled to push themselves up. When she had pushed herself into a sitting position, she took stock of her surroundings. They had tumbled from a boulder. The ground beneath them was white, like the sand of a tropical beach. But beyond that, nothing could be seen. The ground extended a few feet around them and then faded into darkness. Sorry about that, said Strider, pushing himself up. Didn't see that coming. It's okay, Arwen said. She stood up. How's it doing that? What's that? said Strider. He was wiping dirt off his suit. Arwen pointed at the rock. It's not glowing. At least it doesn't look like it. Where's the light coming from? Strider looked around. Where indeed? He looked out into the darkness. It was like they were on an island in a sea of ink. Wait a moment, he said, mostly to himself. Arwen tried to follow his gaze. What are you looking at? Shh, he said. He held up his hand and waved it through the air like he was drawing with his finger. Of course, he said. Of course what? Arwen asked, growing impatient. The line, he said. The line of light we are headed towards. It's over there. Arwen stood next to him and looked. So it is. What's it look like to you? I don't know. It's a wavy line, like the horizon at the beach. Not the beach. In fact, the opposite. I think we're quite far from water at this point. Look at the ground. 
Arwen did. It was hard and white and dry. The desert, she said. Strider nodded, then turned and looked up over his shoulder. Arwen turned with him, but all she saw above them was blackness. What are you looking at? I think... I think I'm looking at the sun. Arwen looked up again. There was nothing. The sun? It's a theory, and I think I know how I can test it. He strode forward into the dark. Where are you going? Not far, he said. And he didn't go far. He didn't have to, to disappear. Before long, Arwen heard an aha from the shadows. What? she said. Come here, you'll love this. Arwen walked towards where the voice was coming from. I don't want to run into you. I'm right here, detective. Look. What am I? Arwen began to say, but then she saw it. It was faint, but there was a small pool of light a few feet away. What is that? she asked. Look down and lift your foot, Strider said. Arwen did so. She looked down and saw nothing, but as she lifted her foot off the ground, suddenly there was a puddle of light, about the size of her foot, but ever so faint. What am I looking at? I believe that's your shadow, said Strider. My what now? Come on, he said. She felt his hand grab hers, and they walked back to their island of light beneath the boulder. Strider pointed at the edge of the light. Look how far the light reaches, he said, then pointed up. Follow the angle. Armin did so. That right there, Strider said, is the sun. It's got to be close to noon, or whatever noon is here. That's why we couldn't see our shadows. They were right underneath us. Our shadows, but they're, they're made of light, I know. But think about them. that line out there, the horizon. You said it was wavy, like the ocean. Can you think of anything else that might make that shape? Arwen looked back at the hairline of light. I don't. Somewhere the sun shines. A lot. And there are no shadows. The desert? Exactly, Strider beamed. We're in a desert. I don't think I've ever heard someone so excited to say that. Well, okay, so the desert is boring, but a desert in an alternate world where the sun is dark and light is produced by blocking the dark rather than the other way around? Now that is fascinating. Arwen scanned the darkness again. She saw the light in the distance and squinted, trying to make out the shape she thought it should be. So that's a dune, she said. Exactly, said Strider. Wow. Wow is right. Pretty crazy stuff, isn't it? You've never been to an alternate universe before? I've never been to this alternate universe. I've seen weird gravity before, that's fun. When atomic structure changes, things get a little messy. But when light changes, now that's just cool. But then, he pulled out his mirror. He didn't open it, just looked at the silver case. I don't think the hall brought me here just because it's cool. You think the hall brought you? Arwen asked. Either that or something in this world, but either way it's worth checking out. If there's something here that can pull me out, I'd like to find it. He turned back to her. I say we head for that ridge. It looks like it's higher up, might be a good vantage point. Vantage point for what? It's pitch black here. Right, but once the sun starts going down, our shadows are going to get a lot longer. So will all the shadows. I imagine we'll be able to see a lot more of the landscape. What do you say? Sounds like a good plan to me, said Arwen. But this time we'll go extra slow. You're not tripping me again. I wouldn't dream of it. They made their way towards the ridge, going slowly so as to find their way in the dark. They found they were able to follow their light shadows well enough, and as they walked, Strider's prediction proved true. The sun began to descend behind them, 
and long beams of light stretched out in front of them as the shadows lengthened. It took several hours to reach the ridge, and by the time they climbed the dune, the world had donned a surreal filter. The setting sun shot out rays of darkness, but the sky was slowly beginning to lighten. Arwen looked up and squinted against the brightness and saw flickering black dots dancing in the sky. Are those stars? she asked. Strider shaded his eyes and looked up. I suppose they are, he said. Fascinating. Two large black orbs filled the whitening sky. And those must be this world's moons, he said, pointing. The light of the night sky allowed them a strange view of the desert. Arwen could see why they only saw darkness before, if light was indeed created by shadows. The landscape was bare, save a few ridges, dunes, and rocks. There was little to create shade in this desolation, and the whole of the desert had taken on a blue-gray hue in this strange anti-light. It was at once peaceful and frightening. Perhaps the most mesmerizing aspect was the wind. In a world in which shadows are cast as light, the darkest shadows burn brightest. The gray-white landscape of the desert was occasionally punctuated by flashes as the wind-blown sand created shadowy ripples across the vast sea. Aside from the wind and the intrusion of the two visitors to this world, there was no other movement. But there was sound. Arwen did not hear it at first. In the dark, all she had to focus on was her own breathing and the sound Strider made as she followed him. Then, when they were at the top of the ridge, the wind danced musically about the ears, and as they rested, her own breathing calmed. That's when she realized there was something else on the wind. Thump-thump. 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 She turned to Strider. She didn't need to ask if he heard her too. The look in his face said as much. Thump-thump. 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 It was steady as a heartbeat. Perhaps it was a heartbeat. But why was it so loud? How did it carry on the wind like that? Strider closed his eyes as if listening harder. Do you think, Arwen started to ask. Strider's eyes snapped open. He held a finger to his lips to shush her and shook his head. Arwen froze. Something about his look struck her with panic. She felt the hairs on the back of her neck stick up. Thump, thump. Thump, thump. Thump, thump. It was louder now this time not being carried by the wind, but close by. Arwen turned around. There was nothing there, so why was her heart racing? Thump-thump. 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 Arwen squinted her eyes. Was there something there? If this world was backwards, could there be something that was hard to see in the light, just as in her world things were hard to see in the dark? Did that even make sense? Something to her right moved. A flash as the sand shifted. Not the wind this time. Then something dashed past her, kicking a load of sand into her face. Instinctively, she dove to the ground. She heard a shriek and felt something close about her wrist. It was Strider's hand. We need to go. He pulled her up and they ran, sprinting down the hill and somehow managing not to tumble over themselves as the sand and pebbles slipped under their feet. The thumping sound was replaced by the rush of wind and the beating of Arwen's own heart in her ears. This way, Strider shouted, pulling her off to one side. As they turned, Arwen heard a sound similar to skidding bike tires on gravel. She turned back and saw a wave of sand that had been kicked up, but whatever had kicked it up was gone. No, not gone. She saw depressions in the sand as something came tearing after them, footprints left by an invisible beast that showered sand as it ran. She stopped looking and refocused her efforts on running. She couldn't tell where Strider was leading them, but she hoped they'd get there soon. There was a rocky outcrop ahead of them. That might provide some cover. 
They reached the rocks and began to climb. Arwen hoped that whatever was chasing them couldn't climb too. Almost there, Strider said. Almost where, she yelled back. Then she slipped. Pain shot up her leg as her knees struck the boulder she was scaling. She slid back a good three feet, clawing desperately for purchase among the crags. She found it and stopped. Thump, thump. Thump, thump. Thump, thump. Arwen looked back. There was nothing there that she could see, but it sounded close. Strider was making his way back down to her. She pulled herself up to a standing position, but before she could leap up to the next boulder, something closed around her ankle, pulling her down again. She let out a startled scream as she was dragged backwards. Then Strider's hand closed around her wrist. I've got you, detective, he said. You're not the only one! Arwen looked down at her ankle and struggled against whatever held it. Thump, thump. Thump, thump. Thump, thump. Get off me, she yelled. She kicked frantically at where she thought the thing was. Finally, she was rewarded with the thud of her boots on flesh. She felt the grip loosen and then immediately tighten. She kicked again. 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 Strider yanked at her ankle, slid free. She scrambled up the rock she was standing on. Up here, he said. Arwen let him help her up to the next one. He scampered up right behind her. There's a cleft in the rocks here where two boulders had tumbled onto one another, forming an archway of sorts, an entrance to a cave. The entrance was as bright in this world as it would have been dark in Arwen's, but there was something emanating from it. Shadows. Dark fingers that reached out from within. Inside, quick, said Strider, pushing Arwen along. She hurried. She was sure she heard the scraping of the invisible thing climbing up the rocks. To Arwen's surprise, it got darker as they moved further into the cave, though it wasn't a static darkness. The shadows flickered. Or the light flickered. Something was flickering. It was so hard to tell in this backwards world of glowing shadows and invisible monsters. They pressed on. Deeper into the cave they went. The flickering dark grew stronger. Arwen wasn't sure if the creature was pursuing them or not. All she could hear was her own ragged breathing. Then there was something else. She thought she imagined it at first. It was so faint. Then she wondered if it was water dripping. It was a rhythmic pitter-patter that was becoming faster and faster. Now it sounded like the ticking of a clock. What's going on? She was too focused on escaping to ask Strider, but this is all starting to feel like a dream. Or at this rate, a nightmare. Here, said Strider. Arwen looked, struggling to see in the dancing darkness. Black beams struck them both, casting shadows of light all over the cave walls. There in front of them was the source of the anti-light. Where the darkness was strongest was a floating ball. And just like looking directly at a lamp bulb would look very much like staring at a mass of white nothingness. So this was a shapeless, shimmering black hole. What is it? she asked. I'm not entirely sure, but we need to follow it. What do you mean, follow it? Strider did not answer. Just started walking closer. The ticking Arwen was hearing started to get louder. Strider? He was harder to see now, the darkness so consuming. His shadows of light radiated this way and that as the darkness flicked back and forth, creating a negative silhouette that seemed to shift in an ethereal manner. Strider! Take my hand, detective. Arwen reached out and felt his fingers close around hers. The ticking was nearly deafening now. Then it transformed into a ringing, like a school bell or a fire alarm, but it was quickly replaced by a great rushing noise that filled Arwen's ears to a deafening extent, as if she had just plunged headfirst into a pool. Then all was quiet. Arwen looked around. They were no longer in the cave. It was like leaving the hall. Suddenly they found themselves in a new place with no sensation of having gone there. They were in a forest now. But still in the same world, far as she could tell, for what trickled through the canopy was darkness, and the shadows left by the trees were bright lights.
The trees themselves were odd, though that wasn't surprising at the rate things were going. The trunks were bluish-gray, and the leaves had a bright, purplish hue to them. It was like looking at the world through a negative filter. A forest, Strider mumbled. Why a forest? Why a forest? Arwen said, turning to him. Why the cave? Why any of this? What are we doing here? Strider looked around, his brow furrowed, searching for something. The hall brought us here, he said. The hall? Yes, he said, looking at her. I don't know how or why, but it wants us here for a reason. I can feel it. You can feel it. Don't tell me that's the part of all this that's weird to you. No, said Arwen. I'm just trying to understand. Where are we? How did you know about the cave? What was that thing chasing us? I'm afraid I have no answers, only guesses. Guesses are better than nothing, said Arwen. Well, let's start with the beast, said Strider, for that one seems most obvious. Oh, does it now? Well, clearly it's a nocturnal hunter, said Strider, and just like in your world, you cannot see things in the dark. I imagine that this world's quite the opposite. Things cannot be seen in the light. But we couldn't see anything in the dark or in the light. Not entirely. There were shadows, remember? He gestured to the light cascading from the trees around them. There are some things that the darkness is stopped by, just as in our world there are things that block the light. Okay. Maybe I'm just being optimistic, but if whatever was chasing us cannot be seen in the light, I'm hoping that darkness will make it visible. Then we'll at least see it coming. You think we'll run into it again? I don't know, but this world seems less friendly. If not that, then we're bound to encounter something. Best be on your guard, detective. He started walking through the forest. Wait, said Arwen as she followed him. Where are we going now? Right, said Strider, the other part of your questions. I don't know where we're going, but I know we have to go. It's like the cave. I found it because I felt it. Not the cave, per se. I just felt like we needed to go that way. And look where it got us. Where did it get us? Away from the invisible monster, for one. And hopefully closer to some answers. Come on. They walked on. Every once in a while, Arwen would hear something that made her heart jump. Every snapping twig, every rustling leaf caused her to look around. She never saw anything. Not directly, anyway. But after the first few panicked glances, she started to pick up on what was in the forest with them. There's no invisible monster. At least not clearly. But there were other creatures. Birds, or what passed for birds in this world, flitted between the trees. At first she thought she was imagining things, for they were so hard to see in the beams of light that served as shadows. But when they hit a stream of darkness that pierced the canopy, they became visible. They seemed to be surrounded by a glowing outline each time they passed through the darkness, but they did so so quickly that Arwen could not get a good look. She watched Strider, partly to examine the way this negative light moved and cascaded around him, partly because he was mumbling to himself. Cave, desert, forest, he said. Darkness and light, heartbeats and ticking clocks. Everything okay? she asked. Hm? Oh yes, yes, everything is fine. Strider. I promise. This way. He turned and pushed through the underbrush. Arwen followed. Maybe I can help. What are you thinking? I'm not thinking anything, just putting this all together. There's got to be a connection. He was cut off as the ground dropped out beneath him, the cracking of wood and the crashing of falling leaves and debris mixed with his cries. Strider, Arwen said. She dashed forward. I'm okay, he called. Though my suit is filthy now. Arwen looked down into the hole. She couldn't see him. Where are you? I think I found something, he called back. Can you make it down here? I think so, she said. 
She eased her way to the edge of the hole and lowered herself down. Strider was there, standing at the bright entrance to a tunnel. This is the way, he said. You know that. I do. There's something about this that seems familiar. Familiar how? A ticking clock and a beating heart. Do those mean anything to you? Arwen thought. They do not. I know it's something, but I can't think of what. He trailed off and kept mumbling to himself. Desert and cave, sand and stone. That's not it. A sea of sand? They continued down the tunnel. There was no light down here, so that meant in this backwards world that it was bright as day. The tunnel was dirt at first, but soon turned to stone, and Strider's mumbling echoed around the chamber, whispers of thought that made it seem as though Arwen was inside his head. Where are we? he was saying. What do you need me to see? Beating hearts? Beating hearts and ticking clocks ticking time? It's a riddle, then? Arwen asked. I don't know, said Strider, but the longer we're here, the more familiar this place seems. I don't like the sound of that. Neither do I, Strider admitted. I'm not the biggest fan of this place, so why should it seem familiar? Didn't you say that you can't remember your life before the hall? Strider paused. I'm not from here, he said, if that's what you mean. What about something you learned in the hall, Arwen suggested. She was thinking of their time in Eden. You said the hall didn't come with an instruction manual, but surely you must have learned something about it. You know that it chose you. Yes, said Strider. There were some things I was told. The way he said it suggested he'd rather not go on. Arwen pressed him anyway. She needed answers. She was getting tired of this place. The hall told you, she asked. No, he said curtly. That seemed to be the end of it. Then something flashed across his face. A realization hit him. No, he said again. It wasn't the hall who told me. It was thump thump, thump thump. Thump thump. Arwen turned. She could see nothing in the tunnel. Thump thump. It echoed, making it impossible to tell where it was coming from. Thump thump. She looked at the ground. Maybe she could make out its footprints. Thump thump. Detective, Strider said in a whisper. She turned to him. Run. She did not hesitate. They both bolted down the tunnel. She heard a screech and the clacking of claws on hard stone. Thump thump. Thump thump. Thump thump. Thump thump. The sound was faster now. She was probably also confusing it with the sound of her own racing heartbeat. She couldn't tell, but it didn't matter. All that mattered was the tunnel ahead and whatever lay at the end of it. Please let there be something at the end of it. Do you know where we're going? She shouted. Yes and no, Strider yelled back. What does that mean? Just keep running. Harmon fought the urge to look back, not only to keep up her speed, but also because she knew the futility of looking for the creature. The only thing was running. Another screech filled the tunnel, bouncing off the stone and deafening her. How could she describe it? It was harsher than a falcon, and bigger too. Even the sounds they used in monster movies couldn't compare. It was more than just animalistic. It seemed intelligent somehow, and it seemed angry. They rounded a bend in the tunnel and passed under an archway. They were in a chamber now, a massive domed cavern. There were no exits. Arwen turned around to look at the arch of the doorway they had just come through. She couldn't see anything. There's no way we lost it, she said. No, said Strider. But it's an outside dog. It's a what? She turned to him. He was staring up at the ceiling. What do you mean? I remember now, he said. I remember why I know this place. You've been here. 
He shook his head. I've only heard of it. Once. A long time ago. What do you mean? Without looking at her, Strider recited. When sea is dry and waves are high, through the dark that serves as light, a door made not of wood or stone leads to the wood best left alone. A beating heart that sounds the call of ticking time that comes for all. Beware the shadows made of light. Fear not the dark, but fear the night. What does that mean? she asked. Strider pointed up at the ceiling. Arwen followed his gaze. At the crown of the dome there hung a chain. Hanging from that chain was what must have been a cage. It did not have bars. It was just a large metal ball covered in engravings. What made her think it was a cage was the door. The door that was hanging open. This is why the hall brought me here, Strider said. He's escaped. It wanted to show me. Who's escaped? Strider just shook his head. This shouldn't be my problem, he said. Why is this my problem? He yelled, his voice echoing around the chamber. He kicked a nearby stone. Strider, Arwen said. He ignored her. I have to tell them. Tell who? Their stupid, stupid war. Strider, Arwen shouted. He stopped and looked at her. What the hell is going on? She demanded. I'm sorry, he said. I didn't mean for any of this to happen. We'll get this cleared up right away and then business as usual, yeah? What do you mean? It'll be easier if I just show you, he said. But first, he pulled out his mirror and started walking towards the archway. Strider, wait! That thing could still be out there. Oh, it most certainly is, he said. That's what I'm counting on. Why? A beating heart that sounds the call of ticking time that comes for all, Strider said. That's a herald. It might have some answers. So you're going to catch it? Exactly, he said with a smile. Coming? Arwen didn't hesitate. Of course. They crossed the dumb chamber. As they reached the archway, Arwen could hear the sounds again. Thump, 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 thump. She also heard a low growl. Looking down at the base of the archway, she could just make out small puffs of dust moving back and forth. It was pacing. What's the plan? she asked. We take it into the hall. Is that a good idea? Sure. It's dark in there. We'll be able to see it at least. And then what? We'll wing it. Sounds promising. Strider just shrugged and went on. Now, unfortunately, I don't think we can just have it look in the mirror. Seeing as it's invisible, it might not get pulled in. You mean if it doesn't have a reflection, the mirror won't work on it? I think so. I'd rather not take risks. So what, I have to let it grab my ankle again? Are you volunteering? No, Strider thought. Fine, he said. I'll do it. But you'll have to stay right behind me. Ready? As I'll ever be, said Arwen. Great. Strider stood in the doorway, watching the pacing footsteps. Great, he said again. Okay, here we go. One, two, three. He sprang through the doorway, his hand outstretched. Aha! Gotcha! Oh! He had opened his mirror to take them into the hall, but just then the creature reared. Arwen was reaching out to grab onto him, but it was too late. He was already looking at the mirror when he opened it, and he vanished. Arwen grabbed at the air. Strider! she shouted. She looked around and scrambled back through the archway, but there was no sound, no beating heart. Strider had taken the beast into the hall with him. Arwen was trapped there now, on a backwards world where light was dark and dark was light. Strider would come back for her if he could. But what if the beast killed him? Then what? 
Not only would Arwen be trapped here, but that thing would be in the hall. It could end up in any number of worlds. How intelligent was it? Would it be able to use the hall? It'll be fine, she told herself. He'll be fine. Oh, that was close. Arwen turned, and there he was. Strider! She nearly knocked him over with the force of her hug. You're okay. Okay? Of course I'm okay. I mean, it got a little dicey, and that thing did tear my suit, but it was ruined anyway, what with the dirt and all. Come on. Ready to go. What did you do with it? You'll see, Strider smirked. It's pretty cool, actually. He held out his hand, and she took it. He pulled out the mirror and brought them both into the hall. Arwen looked around. She saw a cage floating before them, but it looked empty. Is that? I knew it'd come in handy one day. The hall was more than happy to make it appear around the beast. So it's in there now. Mm-hmm. Watch this. Strider clapped his hands. All the orbs that were floating around flew away. The swirling colors of the cosmos faded to black. The hall was as dark as it had been the first time Arwen had set foot in it. She looked at the cage, and there it was. The beast that had been chasing them. In the dark it was now visible, as if its body reflected darkness the same way normal objects reflected light, though it was still faint, almost wraith-like. Arwen stepped closer to get a better look. Thump thump. The creature turned its head as she approached. Beneath its chin were two sacks that bulged like a bullfrog. Thump thump. It's how it sees, Strider said. What do you mean? Look at it. No eyes. Arwen looked and Strider was right. The creature did have no eyes. Its head was skull-like. There was no extra flesh to cover up the sharp edges of the bones. But it had no eyes. Nor a nose, either. Just two slits where a nose should be. It did have a mouth, though, and as Arwen approached the cage, it bared its long, needle-like teeth with a hiss. A creature that can only be seen in the dark, so it hunts in the light, said Strider. But it can't see, so it uses those vibrations to detect prey. Thump, thump, went the creature. Arwen turned away. What do we do with it now, she said. We're not leaving it here, are we? What if it gets out? Well, first of all, it won't get out, said Strider. But don't worry. It won't be here for long. That poem I told you. I learned it when I first became Watcher. I ignored it. Honestly, I didn't care, but foolishly, I also forgot. I have to tell somebody, though. The hall brought us there for a reason. What was in the cage? Arwen asked. Ticking time that comes for all, Strider said. Whatever that means. They're the ones who made it up. They'll know. They? Who's they? Strider reached up and grabbed his cane. The orbs appeared as he did so, and the creature in the cage faded in the light. He stuck his cane into the ground and turned to her to answer her question. The makers of the hall, he said. Thank you all for tuning in to this week's episode. Stay tuned for a sneak peek at next week's adventure. Hall of Mirrors is written and produced by Sam Schultz, with the main theme composed and performed by him as well. Each week brings you a new adventure of Arwen and Strider as they journey through the multiverse, protecting it from various threats from within and beyond. New episodes air every Friday at 1pm on all major podcasting services. There are links also on Facebook, Tumblr, and Twitter. For a text version of each episode, check out my Tumblr blog, and please like and follow me on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. If you're a fan of Hall of Mirrors, please share this with your friends, and feel free to leave a review. Thanks again, and I'll see you next week. 
next time on Hall of Mirrors, a Midsummer's Council. Strider has important news to deliver to the makers of the hall, but he doesn't want Arwen to come along, not one to be left behind. She follows him to a world full of mysteries so fantastic, she wonders if it's time to believe in magic. <laughs>